0: The Hamlet Podcast, episode 155. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet, with me your host, Conor Hanretty. At the end of the last episode, I mentioned that we'd be arriving at one of the great mysteries of the play this week. As we left things, Hamlet has just asked the gravedigger how long he's been a grave maker. The answer came that he's been at it since the day Old King Hamlet defeated Old Fortinbras, And Hamlet asks, how long is that since? We get an even more specific answer. Cannot you tell that? Every fool can tell that. It was the very day that young Hamlet was born. He that is mad and sent into England. Now, the play has conditioned us as audience members, and certainly as close readers of the text, to question everything. And this line certainly is no exception. Hamlet has not introduced himself to the gravedigger, so we might assume that the man has no idea that it's Prince Hamlet who's chatting with him. Or does he know? Considering all the competitive wit-slinging they've engaged in thus far, it might be feasible that now our clown is scoring a few points thanks to this ambiguity. Since they haven't been formally introduced, it could be very cheeky of him to say what he says here. His first point comes by saying any fool should be able to remember such a date. It was the same day that Prince Hamlet was born. If they're playing cat and mouse here, the gravedigger is winning, since, such a coincidence, the birth of this new heir on the same day as a military victory would surely be well known. Hamlet himself, one might assume, would remember it, since it could have been mentioned on every one of his birthdays throughout his life, and so maybe the gravedigger is needling him a little bit here. He qualifies the description too, perhaps for good measure. Hamlet is he that is mad and sent into England. In other words, perhaps you couldn't possibly be him, of course, since he was sent away and should be in England. Even in this comparatively jovial scene, the whiff of danger within Claudius's court persists. Utterly ignoring the bait, Hamlet continues with his own questions. He doesn't even acknowledge that this illustrious day saw the birth of a prince, the defeat of the Norwegians, and the start of the gravedigger's career. What Hamlet is interested in is learning about public opinion. He asks, Aye, marry, why was he sent into England? It's a simple enough question. Hamlet is curious to hear what the ordinary people have heard about his departure and the gravedigger responds. Why? Because he was mad. He shall recover his wits there, or if he do not, it's no great matter there. This is fairly matter of fact. He was sent to England in the hope that he'll get better and recover his wits. But, the gravedigger says, his madness won't be too much of a problem for him in England. So Hamlet asks, why? And the clown responds, not be seen in him there there the men are as mad as he. This will always get a laugh on stage. When it's performed for an English audience, the gravedigger can mock the groundlings near him quite directly, and then anywhere else in the world, not least in Ireland, a joke against the English works equally well. Shakespeare quite frequently makes jokes about and against the English people, often as a way of quietly reminding his audience of the play's location, in this case Denmark. Hamlet seems very curious about what people have said about him and asks yet another question. How came he mad? The gravedigger replies, very strangely, they say. We're headed back into the kind of crossed purposes humour between these two again. Strangely, here, might mean that Hamlet lost his mind in a peculiar or a strange way, or perhaps abroad, in another country. Hamlet asks the clown to qualify how strangely. But the clown is no help and he explains it in a different way, faith even with losing his wits. Instead of explaining his use of the word strangely, he explains what happened when Hamlet went mad. He lost his wits. Undeterred, Hamlet tries again and he asks, upon what ground? Here we can assume that Hamlet is asking for the grounds for, or the cause of, the loss of his wits, but yet again, the gravedigger spins his answer into a joke. Upon what ground gets the answer, why, here in Denmark? Now, Shakespeare set this up by mocking the English a little earlier, allowing for the acknowledgement that his company were English actors playing Danish characters. Of course, a joke isn't funny anymore if you have to explain it, but the gag of answering here in Denmark is all the stronger, thanks to the setup just a couple of lines earlier on. Now the gravedigger volunteers some information that is quite unexpected. I have been sexton here, man and boy, 30 years. We've been told that this fellow began working here on the same day that old Hamlet beat old Fortinbras, the same day that Hamlet was born. And here he's saying that he's been at it for 30 years. So we can reasonably assume that Hamlet is 30 years old. Well, we can if we are to accept that the gravedigger is good with numbers. And this is the point. This play has never troubled itself with what we might call numerical accuracy. Hamlet walked in the lobby for four hours straight, he got confused between two hours and four months, and he fantasised about the numbers of Norwegians marching to Poland to debate the question of that straw. Numbers are not always an absolute quantity in this world. But for all that, there is a clue in the mouse trap, when the player king mentions that he's been with his wife for over thirty years. He says Full thirty times hath Phoebus cart gone round Neptune's salt wash and Tellus orbid ground, and thirty dozen moons with borrowed sheen about the world have times twelve thirties been, since love our hearts and hymen did our hands unite commutual in most sacred bands. He says the number 30 three times. Maybe enough that we remember it, and perhaps associate it with the marriage of old Hamlet and Gertrude. If they were likewise married for a little over three decades, full 30 times and all that, it would certainly stand to reason that their son could be 30. But then there's also the issue that Hamlet is a student, or was until very recently. People went to university a good deal younger in Shakespeare's time and short of Hamlet being a doctor or a professor at Wittenberg, it would be very odd for him still to be a student at the age of 30. Those who might argue against him being older also refer to the gravedigger calling him Young Hamlet just a little bit earlier on, but for my money this is just to differentiate him from King Hamlet, also mentioned a few lines earlier. Since our hero hasn't become king, he can't quite be called Hamlet II just yet one slightly more practical consideration springs to mind, although it hasn't appeared in any of the things I've read about this issue in the text. Richard Burbage, who played Hamlet, was born in the late 1560s. As such, he would have been over 30 himself when he originated the role, Perhaps it was even just a joke that was woven into the play, and the clown got to land another dig against the lead actor, pointing out his real age, despite the actor's efforts to play a Wittenberg undergraduate, who would technically have been under 20. Within a few years of Hamlet, Burbage would also play King Lear, who was over 80 in the text of his play, so certainly Burbage was able to vary his playing age, but I do quite like the idea that he was over 30 himself, When he played Hamlet. In a play that is so marked with discussions of death and mortality, of living and dying, there's something very poetic, very potent about this man digging his first grave on the day that Hamlet was born. It's as if the grave and death have always been waiting for him, that they were prepared for him from the moment he arrived on the planet. Regardless of his actual age, which we will continue to talk about next week, the spectre hovers over everything and we might start to think that Hamlet won't live to be very much older. Hamlet himself seems to take a break and change the subject after the gravedigger tells him he's 30. On that cheery note, we'll leave it there for now and save his new line of questioning for the next episode. For more on Richard Burbage, you can check out a podcast all about him on the bonus episodes page of the website, thehamletpodcast.com. Thank you, as ever, for tuning in. I hope you're continuing to stay safe and healthy, and I'll speak to you next time.